Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steer. My soul is thirsty, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you this morning. Thank you for a brand new day. Thank you for this great privilege to come into your presence one more time. Scripture says, enter into his gate with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. So Lord, we come with praise this morning. We come with thanksgiving. We come to say thank you. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for the gift of mercies. Thank you for the gift of grace. Thank you, Lord, for this great privilege. Lord, be exalted. In your presence, indeed, there is fullness of joy. And so, Lord, we know that our hearts will be filled with joy. Our hearts will be filled as we tarry in your presence with joy in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, because everything, Lord, that does not represent joy will be taken for our lives. Lord, we worship you this morning. We declare, Lord, be glorified. We declare, Lord, be praised this morning. Just for who you are, we praise you. Just for who you are, for your great name, we praise you. Jehovah, we worship you. Thank you, precious Lord. Lord, we have come once again, Lord, to learn in your presence. We have come to read the Holy Scripture. We are asking, Father, this morning that you will bless the reading of your word. Lord, let our hearts, Lord, uh, be filled with the word. Give us the grace to be doers, those who practice the word. But let your name alone be glorified. We bless your name, Master. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. All right, it's a good morning, a good afternoon, good evening to everyone listening in this morning. I would like to say welcome. Uh, this is Murphy Eyenike sharing devotion with you. Uh, today we will be starting a brand new book. So, yes, we we'll start the book of First King. First Kings, okay, is the next book after the book of Second Samuel. Just like First um, Samuel and Second Samuel were once one book, First King and Second King were also one book. Okay, so um, when the Bible was translated to Greek, uh, the decision was made to separate it into two: First King and Second King. Uh, one thing stands out. Um, in the book, so I think you would just notice that in the book of First King, you have Elijah the prophet, Second King uh, Elisha will then show up. Um, quite a lot of things to learn in this book, but the book starts, you know, with David exiting the scene, David passing on, and all the lessons we have to learn from his life. So we'll get down to that shortly. Okay, so that's chapter one. Chapter 2, we see Solomon becomes king, king of, is of Israel, you know, and the book goes on like that uh, to be a huge blessing to us. What I can say to all of us is that as we read this book, learn a big lesson. Yes, learn a big lesson. There is that Amer American proverb that says each generation is just one, you know, 
one um, a leader, one um, you could say one tenant of a president away from losing okay maybe the privileges they have the democracy they have uh, you will also see that here israel from just one king yes king solomon will plunge into idolatry yes we plunge into idolatry and then we will read the next 500 years of their history up and down um, kings who will come will try to rescue the nation and then others who will come plunge the nation back into idolatry in my opinion the worst of them was ahab and his wife jezebel you know it was just it was just a terrible time for israel and so very important even for a family you know it is just one generation away from plunging okay this great family into idolatry into not knowing god big lessons for us to learn from the book of first king all right let's go please get your bibles with take first king chapter one and chapter two today um it says that king david was now very old and no matter how many blankets covered him he could not keep warm so his advisors told him, let us find a young virgin to wait on you and look after you, my Lord, as she will lie in your arms and keep you warm. So they searched throughout the land of Israel for a beautiful girl, and they found Abishag from Shunem and brought her to the king. The girl was very beautiful, and she looked after the king and took care of him. But the king had no sexual relations with her. So, the first thing okay, I learned from King David's life, yes, King David was a great king, and nothing to take away from that before people from the nation of Israel would cut off my neck. You know, yes, he was a great king. He was a great psalmist, a great priest, worshipper of God, maybe the best representation of of a christian we have in the old testament uh david was a bridge between priest and king at the same time sometime he could function in both of offices you know effortlessly okay so why he was also a great warrior he was a great leader you saw the men who followed him and how powerful they are yes i'm telling you men that powerful don't follow weak men David was a strong leader, uh, but you see, David didn't do too well at home. Uh, I question uh, David's role as a father. Yes, for whatever reason, as soon as David becomes king, just look at the division from his parents, okay, his grandparents, uh, Obed, Jesse, and then on to him. From when David becomes king, David decides to marry so many wives and i'm sure you didn't forget right all of his wives you know it was as if um all the, the all of their duty was down to it them giving him just one child so i'm sure you have not forgotten ahinoam who gave him amnon amnon at this period has, has died you know and then we have abigail the wife of Nabal, okay, who gave him Chiliab. I'm, I'm not sure Chiliab was ever mentioned in the Bible. And then you had Mehaka, okay, you remember her, you know, she, her father was the king of Geshur, okay, 
So David might have married her because of, you know, uh, forming alliances. But he, uh, she gave him Absalom and, and, and Tamar, you know, but like we know, Absalom too is dead. You know, and then you have Adonijah, the fourth born, you know, whose mother was Agit. You have Sheptatiah, you have Ithrim, you know, and then um, Bathsheba comes up on the scene. And from Bathsheba, you know, is that first son, you know, died, you know, um, after he was born, practically uh, seven days after. And then, but Bathsheba had other children, three actually. You have Shim Shimei Shobab, you had Nathan, and then you had Solomon, okay? So you see all these children, um, as we read this, you need to understand where Solomon is located among the children, okay? Solomon is not even the first child of Bathsheba. Yes, it's very important you note, you note that as we read on. Verse 5 says, About that time, David's son Adonijah, whose mother was Agit, began boasting, I will make myself king. So he provided himself with chariots and chariots and recruited 50 men to run in front of him. Now his father, King David, had never disciplined him at any time, even by asking, why are you doing that? Okay, Adonijah had been born next after Absalom and he was very, he was very handsome. So just like Absalom, you know, he relied a lot on his physical features. He was very, very handsome. Not that specific word. He said his father had never disciplined him. So there's something just wrong about David's role as a father, you know, to discipline his children. We saw what Amnon did, you know, raping his own sister. And I'm not sure there is any strong account, you know, to say David really did anything. If anything, okay, David was trying to protect him from, from Absalom. And then even when Absalom, you know, killed his own brother and ran, all the, ran away to Geshur, you know, David was just angry. Whose father does gets angry for from the death of his son? And then the Bible says in two years or so he began to long for Absalom to come back. Who does that? Okay, so as a father, I am sorry, uh David failed as a father. When you read when you read uh the book of Proverbs, when you read Solomon's wisdom in the book of Ecclesiastes, okay, uh points to Bathsheba, not David though. Yes. Yes, she was there to teach him to teach him very, very well. She was there to teach him very, very well. So David did not do well. I'm not sure. David understood he had so many children. He was now getting very old. He should have been very, you know, precise in choosing who should be his, who should be, who should be the next king. But he does not do that. And so split his, his family, you know, f his family apart. So Adonijah goes forth. Adonijah is, is the fourth born. So where is, uh, is Chiliab? Where is Chiliab? Okay, so Adonijah starts proclaiming himself that he's going to be king. Verse 7, Adonijah took Joab, son of Zeruiah. I'm even sure that as soon as David hears that Zeruiah, uh, Joab is supporting Adonijah. Of course, you have already lost it. 
<laughs> yeah, there was no way. David wanted the king, the next king, to serve to serve Joab. Adonijah took Joab, son of Zeruiah, and Abiathar the priest into his confidence, and they agreed to help him become the king. But Zadok the priest, Benaniah son of Jehoiada, Nathan the prophet, Shimei, Ray, and David's personal bodyguard refused to support Adonijah. Adonijah went to the, to the stone of Zoeleth and near the spring of Enrogel, where he sacrificed sheep, cattle, and fattened calves. He invited all his brothers, the other sons of King David, and all the royal officials of Judah. But he did not invite Nathan the prophet, or Benaniah, or the king's bodyguard, or his brother Solomon. Okay, so it says specifically he didn't invite Solomon. Solomon is not the only, okay, the only son of Bathsheba. He invited all, <clears throat> all the other children. You have Shimei, you had Nathan. Nathan is very, very important, okay? In my opinion, more important than Solomon. Because when you trace the lineage of, G- of Jesus, it is not traced to Solomon. Now, a lot of people don't realize that, okay? So when you trace the lineage of, Je- uh, of Jesus, when it goes from David, from David, it goes to Nathan. It does not go to Solomon. Okay? Aha. That is very, very, very important. Okay? So, however you want to put the way it goes, he just, uh, Adonijah was just trying to, you know, exert himself. He has not killed anybody. He has not done anything. Verse 11 says that Nathan went, went to Bathsheba, Solomon's mother, and asked, Ah, haven't you heard that Agit's son, Agit's son, Adonijah, has made himself king? Okay, immediately pitting the women against each other. Agit's son has made himself king, and our Lord David doesn't even know about it. If you want to save your own life and the life of your of your son Solomon, follow my advice. So I'm sure there is some some rivalry between Agit and Bathsheba. He says, follow my advice. Go at once to King David and say to him, My lord the king, didn't you make a vow to and say to, to me, Your son Solomon will surely be the next king and will sit on my throne. Why then has Adonijah become king? So, and verse 14, let's take this verse. And while you are still talking with him, I will come and confirm everything you have said. Verse 15 says, So Bathsheba went into the king's bedroom. He was very old now, and Abishag was taking care of him. Bathsheba bowed down before the king. What can I do for you? He asked her. She replied, My lord, you made a vow before the Lord your God when you said to me, Your son Solomon will surely be the next king and will sit on his throne. But instead, Adonijah has made himself king, and my lord the king does not even know about it. So, we don't have any record that David ever made this promise. Okay? No records. It is very, very, very possible uh-huh, when David was trying, yes, to, to toast her, to get her. <laughs> Maybe he promised, promised her that, don't worry, your son will be king after me. You know, to try and get, get her to give up <laughs> her husband, Uriah. You know, but we don't have any record that this happened. Okay? So that's also very important. Verse 19 says, He has sacrificed many cattle 
fattened calves and sheep, and he has invited all the king's son to attend, attend the celebration. He also invited Abiata the priest and Joab, the commander of the army, but he did not invite your servant Solomon. You see the way she carefully inserts Joab's name there, right there at the end. And now, my lord the king, all Israel is waiting for you to announce who will become king after you. Shouldn't David know that he is the one to do this? 21 says, if you do not act, act, my son Solomon and I will be treated as criminals as soon as my lord the king has died. While she was still speaking with the king, Nathan the prophet arrived. The king's official told him, Nathan the prophet is here to see you. Nathan went in and bowed before the king with, with his face to the ground. Nathan asked, my lord the king, have you decided that Adonijah will be the, the next king? Death king, and that he will sit on your throne today. He has sacrificed many cattle, fattened cow and sheep, and he has invited all the king's son to attend the celebration. He also invited the commander of the army and Abiata the priest. They are f- f- feasting and drinking with him and shouting, Long live King Adonijah! But he did not invite me, or Zadok the priest, or, or Benaniah, or your servant Solomon. As my lord the king really done this without letting any of his official know who should be the next king? Hmm. So, I'm telling you, David is already confused. Obviously, if you read a little bit of the Proverbs of Solomon, you will know that Solomon was, was a bit close to, close to David. And David told him quite a few things. Okay? So, so Solomon as a child would have been close close to, might have been close to his father 28 says that king david responded call Bathsheba. so she came back in and stood before the king and the king repeated his vow as surely as the lord lives who has rescued me from every danger your son solomon will be the next king and will sit on my throne at this very day just as i vowed to you before the lord the god of Israel. I say again, we don't have any record of this. Then Bathsheba bowed down with her face to the ground before the Lord, before the king, and exclaimed, May my Lord King David live forever. Then King David ordered, ordered Call Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, and Benaniah son of Jehoiada. When they came into the king's presence, the king said to them, Take Solomon and my officials down to Gion Spring. Solomon is to ride on my own mule. Uh, there Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet are to anoint him king over Israel. Blow the rams on and shout, Long live King Solomon. Then escort him back here and he will sit on my throne. He will succeed me as king for I have appointed him to be ruler over Israel and Judah. Hmm. Amen. Benaniah, son of Jehoiada, replied, May the Lord, the God of my, of my Lord, the King, decree that it happen. So, we don't know specifically why Benaniah, you know, uh, did not support Adonijah. But one thing that is clear is that we know that Benaniah was a fantastic guy. Okay? So, there must have been something about Adonijah that these three men did not support and the fact that he would not have been a good king after after king 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 david um so yes abiata supported him joab being a very bloody warrior obviously if adonijah had become king joab would have killed all of them mm, yes 
very very possible anybody that became a threat to adonijah joab definitely most likely would have killed okay so benaya says may the may the lord the god of my the god of my lord the king decreed that it happen and may the lord be with solomon as he was with you my lord the king and may he make solomon's reign even greater than yours so Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, Benaniah son of Jehoadad, and the king's bodyguard took Solomon down to Gion Spring, with Solomon riding on King David's mule. And there Zadok the priest took the flax of oil, olive oil from the sacred tent and anointed Solomon with the oil. Then they sounded the ram's horn, and all the people shouted, Long live King Solomon! And all the people followed Solomon into Jerusalem, playing flutes and shouting for joy. The celebration was so joyous and noisy that the earth shook uh, with the sound. Adonijah and, <laughs> Adonijah and his guests had the, celebra- this, the celebrating and shouting, shouting just as they were finishing their banquet. When Joab heard the sound of the ram's horn, he asked, What's going on? What is this? What is the city in such? Why is the city in such an uproar? And while he was still speaking, Jonathan, son of Abiata, the priest, arrived. Come in, Adonijah said to him, for you are a good man. You must have good news. Not at all, Jonathan replied. Our Lord King David has just declared Solomon king. The king sent him down to Gion, Gion Spring, with Zadok the priest, and Nathan the prophet, and Benaniah son of Jehoadad, protected by the king's bodyguard. They had him ride on the king's, king's own mule, and Zadok and Nathan have anointed him at Gion Spring as the new king. They have just returned, and the whole city is celebrating and rejoicing. That's what all the noise is all is about. What's more, Solomon is now sitting on the royal throne as king, and all the royal officials have gone to King David and congratulated him, saying, May your God make Solomon's fame even greater than, than your own, and may Solomon, uh, Solomon's reign be even greater than yours. Then the king bowed his head in worship as he lay in his bed. And he said, Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, who today has chosen a successor to sit on my throne while I am still alive to see it. Then all of Adonijah's guests jumped up in panic. They jumped up in panic from the banquet table and quickly scattered. Adonijah was afraid of Solomon, so he rushed to the sacred tent and grabbed onto the horn of the altar. Word soon reached Solomon that Adonijah had seized the horns of the altar in fear and that he was pleading, let King Solomon swear today that he would not kill me. Solomon replied, if he proves himself to be loyal, not a hair on his head will be touched, but if he makes trouble, he will die. So King Solomon summoned Adonijah and they brought him down from the altar. He came and bowed respectfully before the king, uh, before King Solomon, who dismissed him, saying, Go on home. Wow. Okay. So, quite a long read. I'm not sure we'll be able to complete um, chapter 2 in the time we have, but if we are not able to, uh, then we'll just uh, take the remaining part of chapter 2 tomorrow. But here, so we see uh, David's final instruction, instructions to Solomon. And I'm telling you, the instructions will be bloody, okay? 
as the time of King David's death approached, he gave this charge to his son Solomon. I'm going where everyone on earth must someday go. Take courage and be a man. Observe the requirements of the Lord your God and follow all his ways. Keep the decrees, commands, regulations, and laws written in the law of Moses so that you will be successful in all you do and wherever you go. If you do this, then the Lord will keep the promise he made to me. He told me, if your descendants live as they should and follow me faithfully with all their hearts and soul, one of them will always sit on the throne of Israel. And there is something else. You know that Joab, son of Zeruiah, now David, will begin to look for revenge. Yes. And there is something else. You know that Joab, son of Zeruiah, did... uh, you know what Joab, son of Zeruiah, did to me when he murdered my two army commanders, Abner, son of Ner. So it meant that David already appointed Abner, okay, as the commander of the army. Abner, son of Ner, and Amasa, son of Jether. He pretended that it was it was an act of war, but it was done in a time of peace, staining his belt and sandals with innocent blood. Do with him what you think best, but don't let him grow old and go to his grave in peace. Hmm. Be kind to the sons of Bezalai of Gilead. Make them permanent guests at your table, for they took care of me when I fled from your brother Absalom. And remember Shimei, son of Gera, the man from Bahurim in Benjamin. Ah, that man, he thinks David had for, for, forgotten. <laughs> he cursed me with a terrible curse as I was fleeing to Mahanim <laughs> when he came down to meet me at the Jordan River. I swore by the Lord that I would not kill him, but that oath does not make him innocent. You are a wise man, and you will know how to arrange a bloody death for him. Jesus. Verse 10 says, Then David died and was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. David had reigned over Israel for 40 years, seven of them in Hebron and 33 in Jerusalem. Solomon became king and sat on the throne of David, his father, and his kingdom was firmly established. So very fantastic. But I'm telling you, something is wrong here. Solomon is established king. His father tells him to pay attention to the laws, to the laws and to the laws of Moses and the instructions that have been set. You know, but because of his father's examples, Solomon will derail. I think that's the only thing I can point to. His father's examples in marrying many wives, his father's example, you know, in having lustful relationships, his father's example is in not being firm on his children will derail Solomon. So despite the fact that God will make Solomon the wisest man that ever lived, just one generation, the nation will be plunged, okay, will be divided into two. Let's take a few more verses. Let's go verse 13. It says, One day Adonijah, whose mother was Agate, came to see Bathsheba, Solomon's mother. Have you come with peace, peaceful intention? She asked him. Yes, he said, I come in peace. In fact, I have a favor to ask of you. What is it? She asked. He replied, As you know, the kingdom was rightfully mine. And I'm telling you, this guy must be very foolish, right? How will you go to Bathsheba and tell her that the kingdom was rightfully yours? 
if anything, the, if anything, okay, if anyone could say they want to lay claim to that to the kingdom, it would have, it would have been Chiliab, okay. Some I think there's some some version of the Bible that calls him Daniel, okay. So if anyone wanted to lay and say that it was rightfully theirs, it would have been him, unless the Bible does not give us any account that he, he is dead. So it was right there, but for Adonijah to say that it was rightfully is, and uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry, nonsense. Okay, maybe Nathan even had a better claim than Solomon, or even Shimei Shobab, his brother, you know, the firstborn of, of Bathsheba, or secondborn that, that stayed alive anyway, you know, had more claim. But this is how it is Solomon is king. He says, All Israel wanted me to be the next king, but the tables the tables were turned, and the kingdom went to my brother instead. For that is the way the Lord wanted it. So now I have just one favor to ask of you. Please uh, don't turn me turn me down. What is it? He, she asked. He replied, Speak to King Solomon on my behalf, for I know he will do anything you request. Ask him to let me marry Abishag, the girl from Shunem. All right, Bathsheba replied, I will speak to the king for you. So I'm thinking Bathsheba does not realize the implication of this. So Bathsheba went to King Solomon to speak on Adonijah's behalf. The king rose from his throne to meet her, and as he bowed down before her, when he sat down on his throne again, the king ordered that the throne be brought for his mother, and she sat at his right hand. I have one small request to make of you. So Solomon respected his mother. So like I said, when you read the book of Ecclesiastes, when you read all of the Proverbs, Solomon talking about all the wisdom he received, you know, growing up, it is Bathsheba. And you can see it here, the way he respected her. He said, I have one, one small request to make of you. She said, I hope you won't turn me down. What is it, mother? He, he asked. You know I won't refuse you. Then let your brother, Adonijah, marry Abishag, the girl from Shunem. She replied, How can you possibly ask me to give Abishag to Adonijah? King Solomon demanded. You might as well ask me to give him the kingdom. You know that he is my older brother and that he was, he asked Abiata the priest and Joab, son of Zeruiah, on his side. So yes, it would just look immediately as if Adonijah was was replacing King King David. I don't know why uh, Bathsheba didn't see it like that. And whether you like it or not, in his old age, you know, David would have divulged a lot of secret to this girl. Okay. So, uh, no, Solomon will not take it. Solomon verse 23. Then King Solomon made a vow before the Lord, may God strike me and even kill me if Adonijah has not sealed his fate with this request. The Lord has confirmed me and placed me on the throne of my father, uh, David. He has established my dynasty as he promised. So, as surely as the Lord lives, Adonijah will die this very day. So, King David ordered Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, to execute him. And Adonijah was put to death. Wow! Then the king, uh, the king said, the king said to Abiata the priest, "Go back to your home in Anathoth. You deserve to die, but I will not kill you now. 
because you carried the hack of the sovereign lord for for david my father and you shared all his hardship so i don't know what abiatha has done as priest to, to deserve to die you apart from that he supported adonijah so unless okay obviously it is possible that despite everything you know they kept on conspiring on what to do and maybe abiatha was the one that advised adonijah to go and ask for abishag so solomon disposed abiatha from his position as priest of the lord thereby fulfilling the prophecy the lord had given at shiloh concerning the descendants of eli hmm. joab had not joined absalom's earlier rebellion but he had joined adonijah's rebellion so when joab when joab had about Adonijah's death, he ran to the sacred tent of the Lord and grabbed on to the horn of the altar. <laughs> when this was reported to King Solomon, he sent Benaniah, son of Jehoiada, to execute him. Yes, because Joab is thinking that, ah, this was how Adonijah did and they did not kill him. Uh, but he didn't know that, no, he would be executed there. Now, I learned something from Abiata the priest, and I think this is where we will stop. We're stopping on verse 20, 20, 29 today. We'll continue from verse 30 tomorrow. Did you see there that Abiata's line was from Eli? And just as God promised Eli that, look, none of his descendants will stay, will stay, along, uh, stay as priests. That happened eventually. Okay, but very, very important. So as we go today, I don't know about you. I have been blessed. I've been blessed by this reading today. I pray for you uh, that the Lord will bless you. The Lord will increase you on every side in the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord will preserve your family in the mighty name of Jesus. As you raise your children, they will not go astray in the name of Jesus. For children listening in this morning, the Lord will give you wisdom. Amen. The Lord will give you the grace to serve him in the mighty name of Jesus. You will not derail in the name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. God bless you. Enjoy your day.